Hello and welcome to the Storied Arcs Podcast. I am your co-host, Mike. And I'm your co-host, Alex. And today for our deep dive discussion, we are covering Descender Volumes 1 and 2 or Issues 1 through 11. I think uh, Alex and I have hyped this so much that we're both eager to just dive in. But where we hinted at last time, let's just pick right up there. I've said that I five or six people, and I think I did the math, it's five people I've given trade number one to, one person I gave first issue only to, and you had a note on that. Yeah, yeah. So as much as I love Lemire as a, as a writer and, and creator in general, um, I don't think he's a great first issue guy. Um, and this is no knock in general. I think first issues are hard, but I mean, like, I... I think Brian K. Vaughn may be the best first issue creator in like you, his first issue of anything, any of his books, like they are whoppers. Like you, you, that it's like a great pilot, you know, and not great pilots on, on, on television shows don't always lead to, to great shows down the line. Um, sometimes they do, sometimes they don't, but you know, there's a reason why people talk about what are the great, what are the best pilots in TV history? You know, what's that first one that gets you that gets you hooked? And I, I think Brian K. Vaughn is great at that. I think although Lemire, I think interestingly, like uh, those best pilot awards always go to shows that ended up being great, even though there are great pilots. Yes. Because well, like, well, yeah. you'll never well, hear anyone say Studio 60 was one of the best show. pilots of all time. But it, no, even though it, it is the, the pilot is phenomenal. The um, show was not great. But yeah, and, show and like, I think uh, I, I think yeah. you're saying uh, like Brian K. Vaughn. I'm like, I, I totally agree with that. He's yeah. one of the best first issue writers, but also his series always yes. end up being great. Yes, they and do. And I they think do. the best, one of the best first issue writers whose series kind of peter out and, and fade are is like a Scott Snyder. Like, he's a great concept, the, the, kicking down the door. I like, think so, yeah. Yeah, great I, first I, issue, yeah, but yeah. they trail off so often that you well, don't yeah, remember it, it, how the, great the, the first issue was. There is, yeah, there, there's, there, there's a... There's a, a wavier track record for someone like Snyder in terms of the follow-up and things like that. But Lemire, I think, is someone, and the way that I read it and the way that I've consumed this stuff is that um, it's an okay first issue. It gets you in. And, and I've always felt that his series take a little while for me to get into the story. And then he'll end his first arc in a way that is, oh, wait a minute, maybe the book you're reading isn't the one you thought you were reading. Like he's, he's able to flip the story on you and make you realize that the story you, maybe you thought you were, he, the story you thought he was telling isn't the one you're actually going to get. And I think he has a, an ability to do that, to set you up for the next arc um, as well as anybody. Um, one book that I think about short lived book he did with Phil Hester called family tree. Yeah. Uh, is an interesting book for the first arc. And then the first arc ends and you, I had that moment of like, oh, oh, wait, this isn't the story I think it's going to be. This is now a bit different and I think now a better story. And that was all his setup to, to make that turn and, 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 and give you the, the, the true kind of punch of the story. Um, and I think that's what Lemire can do. So I, I think giving someone in this case, I, I think this is be one where I'd want to give someone that first trade. Right. Say, uh, yeah, no, it, it, I, like, I think yeah, that's fair because yeah, I, I think certainly by the end of the first trade, you're hooked. Yes, I, I or, or, or you're either you're either in or you're out by then. You sure? You, yeah, no, you, you have know a fair read. The, you know what the book? There are so many elements involved in 
in that first in that first story there i mean you know from from i mean gosh this is the some of the elements here so we, we get we get all the characters that we get um we get the 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 setup this idea of like what like um a robot god a robot heaven kind of thing um right. or or, or the, 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 the the idea that 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 tim has this his dreams there there's this messiah-ish complex to it right you know we get the backstory we get Quan, Dr. Quan's backstory of like yeah I plagiarized all this stuff from a source that I don't even know what it's from you know the idea that their robotics came from ancient robotics you know uh, or at least ancient from 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 their viewpoint so we get some setup and some backstory into the world we get to know uh, 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 I'm, I'm going to say Tesla but I know it's not Tesla I know yeah, uh, yeah. You, you corrected yeah. multiple times. Yeah, Tesla, you. Tesla. You know, we 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 see Commander Tesla, the Cap- Captain Tesla. We get her the backstory a little bit there. So we, you get so many pieces of the story by the end of that first arc. Again, I think that you're you're either in or you're out right there. And I think that's what that's the strength that that um that Lemire has as a writer. Um, and of course it 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 ends there with meeting Tim twenty two, right? Another, another Tim another Tim character there. So even though we're discussing this in two volume terms to a new reader, I think if you, if you tell someone invest in this first arc in these first uh, uh, six issues here, this will tell you if you're in the series or not. And if you're, if you're, if you're, if you're bought in more so than I think just an, an opening issue a first issue. So I think that's where this, the strength of this series lies. Yeah. Well, and, and curiously, and I'm like, I'm kind of calling myself out here even though it's a past version of me. I looked back at my, I don't know, 2016, 2017 review of Uh-oh. this series as I was reading it. Uh-oh. And I went in strong on volume one. And in volume two, my notes were like, I'm not really feeling it. Like maybe I'm not going to stick with the series, but I'll give uh-huh. it one more trade. And then I was hooked. But I think so, so you upon think- reread. I was uh, saying, at the time, you 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 thought two was kind of a letdown. I did, yeah. Um, and I think like it the was, wire, huh? Like you know, season <laughs> yes, two, exactly. not so great, yeah. right? Uh, but 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 in hindsight, now looking and back I've at the changed, whole thing, you know, I've changed again. Um, and not just out of like a diehard, I'm a Lemire fan. I have to take everything he gives me and love it, mm-hmm. but because of a okay, he got us in with like a lot of action and intrigue and 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 world building. Uh, I didn't like volume two the first time because I thought it was a little too expositiony. Uh, there was not that many beats happening and I kept waiting for our characters to be united because they're basically, you know, now it's like, okay, well, they're all, they're separated. They're both on paths, converging paths. Mm-hmm. Either that's the last issue of the series or like get it over with and give us the next plot thing um but it felt like tim and andy being separated wasn't the ultimate series the ultimate series is this harvester thing but uh two is kind of it felt like it was gilding the lily between like tim and okay no that's okay that's that okay now that you said i think that's actually pretty fair so what you're saying is like uh we the reader now have been introduced to andy so we right. know we know so where there's he is. no point in us we know delaying where, yeah. their meeting. But but Tim doesn't. Tim is looking for it. Okay, so that okay, that's well, interesting. Well now so Andy's he, looking yeah. for Tim. 
what, what so you, it's you, like yeah, yes yeah it's but, almost but, like you're building the romantic tension or whatever yeah. but it's like it's not it's not ultimately well on one hand it is ultimately about their relationship on the other hand yeah. it's not but but well, it's about their relationship but it isn't about them fi- searching for each other right it's not finding nemo yeah, they, right. yeah, the, the whole point. Yeah, yeah. So I think that is. I, well, I think what you said about exposition, there is some of that there because um, volume two is there, there's a lot of download there. There's a lot, a lot goes on there. It's a lot more reading. Yeah, the, 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 there's a you know as we get to as we get you know just being in this robot, his hidden robot colony, and seeing what the hardwire and that group is about. There's a lot of. There is a lot of download there of of because they they get what one there's the one spy in the UGC we heard the hardwire and then that that's their only their only mention in the in the first book first volume and then volume two is all them at least when it comes to when it comes to Tim's story um you know Tim and 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 Tesla and all that stuff um and Quan but yeah there there there's a lot there's a lot you have to get through there that that's. That's the most like really direct world building. You say that that he does in terms of heavy lifting of like we have to get through this stuff here. We have to set up who these people are, what they want. We have to set up Tim Twenty One versus Tim Twenty Two. That I meaning we got to put these pieces in place here, you know. Versus what they did, what I think they did in 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 other parts of this volume and Volume One, when they set up some of the relationship between the various planets you know yes the that's that's less foregrounded less overt like you know when you have it in the their council meetings or whatever or the way they talk about the the nishian like the the scrappers and and um maybe black market things like that you get more context to fill in how these worlds interact with each other and how the various citizens of those worlds interact with each other versus here with the hardwired of the robots where they just kind of got to get to the point and they got to, they have to just explain everything to you. And it does feel a little heavier handed. So I can, I can see how past you would have at the time been like, Ugh, this seems like a chore, you know? Well, and, and Lemire, I think it's fair to say is known for letting the story, the, the pictures tell the story. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's he is a he's a writer that doesn't use thought bubbles. Uh, yeah. you know everything is Narration, either yeah, spoken yeah. or it is um, uh, it's either spoken or it's depicted. Um, yeah, well, it, 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 it's there's said not a lot, a lot of it's, it's, internal. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah um, uh, uh, yeah. That 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 is definitely true. That is definitely and, true. He's not big on narration. And so, in a book where you have to get a lot of exposition out, and you can't have characters thinking exposition to themselves it it's a lot of uh, walk and talk yeah it's a lot of talking yeah which great is great in in a tv show or a movie you know i love a walk and talk yeah uh banter in a comic book it's like i'm not sure this is the best use of the medium uh to just have characters walking through a, a robot headquarters explaining their evil plans or whatever um so anyway I would say the, the, the I one have thing changed they, my mind. I, I, I don't think it's bad. I think, but, but you see him, you see them try and do some different things when it comes to some of the exposition and backstory. Where I think we see it twice. We see it once in in volume one, and again in volume two, which is kind of the the, the flashback sequences that kind of go monochromatic. 
you know, and, and the, the way that they deploy it with kind of every other page um, where it's like, you know, full color page of the now. And then we have a, a, a monochromatic page in, in the back and, and, and we get kind of the history of both Tim and then Andy and kind of how they met when Andy was a child and things like that. So he, they're trying to do different in terms of how to, how to get this information out there. You know, they're, they're trying to do different things to try to break it up. So it is more palatable. So it, you don't have a full on, just like a, here's a flashback issue, you know, we're, right. we're, we're, we're doing it in different ways. So you can see the, him making an effort uh, to, to, to approach the story in different ways uh, in, in order. So it doesn't feel so maybe as monotonous of just, here's an information download, you know? Right. And I think, it would be interesting to read this side by side with Sweet Tooth, where Sweet Tooth is six trades, um, you know, plus the return. Which I'm I not think so. I, I think I think um, it's broken up. I think it's broken up into six. It's roughly six trades, and it's like trade five, where it's like, okay, that event that like happened, you know, way back when, that has been the shadow cast over this whole story. You get that in trade five of six. Yeah. Whereas before we meet our characters, we get the harvester attack, even if it's just a little glimpse here. Yeah. Uh, you well, know, it's but, like but before the title the page. Yeah. We get the thing. This is what happens. And right. you don't need to know everything else. Just you, 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 you understand very quickly what, what the big event was. Right. Whereas like sweet tooth, the big event was these animal hybrid children are being born. Yeah. yeah. But there was actually a reason for it. That he yeah. intended to give us, yeah. we just had to wait until the series was almost over to yeah. find out. Mm-hmm. And so now there's still uh, he did it differently, but there's still plenty of intrigue around the harvesters. Uh, you know, now yeah. we get to wonder the questions that the characters are wondering about it. Yeah, yeah. Like, um, why, why is their base code the same as Tim? Uh, that's the huge one, and, and that's in the it, first it, yeah. trade, right? Well, I mean, yeah, it, yeah, yeah, and it and it comes back to. It comes back to that ancient robot that they found on whichever planet was the desolate one, the one that's all all desert and ruin. You know, there there were archaeologists digging through there, and and they scanned that AI, which you know, kind of looks like the robots they used in the iRobot movie. You know, but right. but it, again, it's that idea of like, um, you know, and and in in the back matter or the, the one of the data pages at the end they, they list the various colonies the various um the various planet colonies and one of them uh specifically mentions like this was the original colony of earth like this is so one of them i think the the planet that that um that tesla's from is the the colony from earth so i think this is meant to be the you know the the the, the future descendants of of our planet move out in, into the into the into space and all that so the idea that um their society has advanced so far with robotics and all of that, but there was a time when they didn't have robotics because our their their ancestors had robotics and whatever whatever it was they they buried it away and yet society evolved again to once again have robotics. This is a very well. See, um, I actually took it the other way around. Uh, in my original notes, I okay. wrote like I've I thought the intrigue of the series was that. Robots were the original sentient life in the universe, mm. and they invented organics, um, basically out of a curiosity, exploration, scientific discovery. They created organic life. They are the original, and, and uh, 
and, and then, this, and then the and whole then, series then, would be us discovering that truth. And then organics then then create and organics create robotics yeah, yeah, because yeah. they're uh they're just like their creators. Right. The they're of, like yeah, we have this curiosity yeah. and uh yeah. So I thought that was an interesting direction that could have gone. And again, to have that kind of speculation from the first trade. Yeah. yeah. Uh it, it's just and then you know, the series ultimately has plenty more twists and turns. Yes, you know, yeah. It's not but, like, but but there is there is something that the story seeds are there because we're talking about all these various aspects to the world. Um, what what defines a human? Obviously, the the Tim series was specifically designed and meant to be as human as possible because they were meant to be a companion robot. They were meant to feel emotion and, and empathy and and connection. Like that was that was the explicit purpose of of that line of robots so the idea then comes up of what does it mean to be human what does it mean to be robot is is tim acting like this does he actually feel or is that his emotion sensors turned up and And i'm gonna say and and is it any different than a human well and in light of you know what we would not have probably read otherwise because of pluto Mm -hmm. i'm like oh he actually does look a little adam ish there is, yeah. These there is, are some, some of the questions that mm-hmm. Adam asks, or at least Pluto asks about yeah. the line between humanity and and robots. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. Um, but it, it's the similar thing. Well, I, I think especially in the second volume, um, when we meet Tim Twenty Two, which is basically like the the sociopathic version, like the one right. that feels like no empathy, you know, just does his job or whatnot. Um, but and, and so the idea that okay, but th- then the question comes into is that something you can actually adjust or is is that nature versus nurture? Right. Well, is, they did tell him to turn down his emotional level settings. And, and he's basically like, I can't, like, this is what right. I do, this, you know, because yeah. that's how Tim was raised in a family, in a loving family with a brother and a loving mother versus Tim 22, who is basically raised in a robot cult, you know? Right. So, so yeah, it, 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 then it comes. So ha- having those two characters there, the same model, and obviously eventually Tim 22, you know, they they do the hair color joke thing because, you know, the idea that they can they can do that, tell them apart, avoid confusion there. But the idea of having those two characters together, two robot characters, um, yet respond to the world completely differently, I think is meant to ask the questions about nature versus nurture when we're, when we're talking about a, 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 a an AI being, you know? Um there's also talking as there are any story about robots and AI about um, again, the, the, the stand in for robots being others, the bigotry of the world, the right. idea that robots are created as being servants and thus they are second class. Um, and, and so how they are treated and how they are viewed by the majority, quote unquote, or their creators, quote unquote, um, which are things that those are things that come in in every story. And then so add in on the idea that the harvesters come in and kind of annihilate some of their worlds and kill a lot of people then. And so thus this rampant anti-robot movement shows up, you know, like no robots can't have anything there. So you have people like Andy, as you find out as a scrapper, they, they're just bounty hunters. They go and just collect robots. doesn't matter what they're doing. doesn't matter what function they serve. Just go out and get all robots. There are no robots out in the world that can do and serve any function because of the events of the harvester of what, what happened with the harvesters, an event that nobody has any idea what it meant or what, you know, like it was, right. it was such a huge event and yet everyone draws um, 
massive and definitive conclusions as to what it meant, you know? And yet we have people like the the UGC, they're trying to figure out, it's hinted at the idea that, you know, the jet hot, the, the, the leader of the UGC, he wants Tim because he wants to create his own harvesters. You know, he wants to, he wants to have his nuclear deterrent against right. the harvesters that are ever coming back. And so again, this, these are all very, um, they're very tropic ideas when it comes to this type well, that, of story. Right. And, and, but, and but I yet, think, yet they don't feel stale, right? Because of, because of I the did veil that they put on. From a yeah. friend of mine that broke my heart that said like, this was all cookie cutter generic yeah. stale stuff and i was like uh i mean he's playing with familiar themes and ideas yeah. mm-hmm. but he's blended them into a new dish i i agree with that yeah so i see what your friend is saying there because i don't think but it, in a similar way i think about um when I, I i remember this distinctly um when when lost premiered the tv show i remember watching it and being like hey that pilot was really awesome but also, I remember saying, I think to my brother at the time, being like, "Yeah, you know, it's 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 um it's pretty stock at times, you know. Like you got the uh, reluctant hero, mysterious old man, right? You know, you have the you have the pregnant woman, you got the comic relief, you got the drug addict, you know, the the shady guy with the past, the shady girl with the past, um, the couple of, the, the the characters that don't speak English, you know." Um, you got the estranged father son. Like these are all very tropic characters, very, 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 um, very archetypal. Uh, and of course, the show is much more than that. That's just a setup, you know. You know, right? And right. and and those elements are there almost because you expect a story like that to be there. You know, you expect those characters to be there for a story like that. But it's not about that. It isn't about those character archetypes. It isn't about those story elements that are so familiar. In Lost case with the with the 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 crash survivors, you know, the stranded survivors kind of thing. A story like this, you're right, has all of these elements that you would expect to have when you're talking about humans and robots and AI and what does that mean and 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 the, the relationship between those two, we'll, we'll call them species, right? You know, these right. are all these are the sci-fi elements that a hundred percent are 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 well-worn territory. Um but I think, but I think all you see, that's all you see. Yeah. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. You expect them to be there because if they weren't, there, if there was no commentary on like robot human relations and the way that humans view and treat robots, it would feel like a whole, right? You'd right. read it and you'd be like, well, why are they not talking about this thing here? This obvious thing. So it's almost like you have to address them because you know, they work. But if that's all you see in the story, then I think, I think you're, you're clearly missing like the next level. And I feel sorry for your friend there. If they, if they didn't get past that initial, cause that's the service level read of descendant, you know, that's, I agree. that's just yeah. the upper crust. And cause it's not about all of that. It isn't, as we talked about, it's not about what the UGC is and what they're trying to do and what's happening on, 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 is the planet called Nish? Boy. Yeah. But the planet Nishian? names in general. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But, uh, but 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 in terms of in terms of where we see a lot of action because that's where that's where right. Tim and they were taking that they're the scrappers are there they're they're seemingly like the most fervent anti robot so you don't have to know everything that goes on on Nish or on the various planets with the UGC uh, all that stuff it's it's not that it's window dressing it's just that that isn't what the story is actually about was something that you and I talk about a lot right it's that that there is the setup for the story. 
any story that that travels and 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 works and on all of the the ways you you expect a story like that to work. It, it's like it has to hit these elements. It has to address them. But that's not what that's not what everything that, that's not what's going on in the story. So that's just the surface level read. Right. That, you have to you have to set it up. There. Yeah, exactly. Uh, by the way, you have this page in the back of whether you're reading trade oh, or deluxe. Yes. Yeah, yeah, which um, which gives a, a breakdown the they, atlas of the core planets of the UGC. They they put that I I think that is in the back of it's every single the, trade, I think. Well, it's in the back of every single trade. It, it it was initially I think in the excuse me, in the back of the single issues, I think just for the first arcs, the first five or six issues has that. Uh they stopped including that after a while. I think at some point either they realized you already have that information somewhere or it, it was no longer important to constantly break out what the various uh various uh confederation of planets were at that point but yeah that that is it, the information is there again that's all world building stuff that lemire w- typically in his books is not like super concerned about you know like the organization like the hierarchy the chain of command of the ugc how the relationship between all these planets who does what that's the kind of world building stuff that he typically doesn't do in his books you know um it, it's never that important it's never that granular you know, it's never that detailed that he's got to put a um, a Jonathan Hickman like data page into his comic. You know, it's it's usually not something that goes that deep. So, no, but I think that's what kind of reader I am because. Oh, oh yeah, uh, I love like, it, but I don't creator, like. Yeah. Right. I, and I don't like, you know, I don't like having nothing there where it's like just story. And I'm like, this world universe just doesn't make any sense at all. And then when I try to read something where it's just like the first 90 pages of the sci-fi book are them talking about yeah. the treaties between two different groups. And I'm like, I still don't know the, the name of any character. Yeah, exactly. right? It's like, what are you, what yeah. are you doing here? You're yeah, not telling yeah. me a story. You're just writing an encyclopedia. Yeah, it's a, literally a history book of this and not a, yeah, yeah. There, there is, there, there's a way to do a media, a happy median there. And again, I think Lemire in his stories, um, and this is true again. Whether it's this book here, or even with even with um, Little Monsters, the book he just did, also with with Dustin Wynn, when these guys get together, they they know that the backstory, the origin, whatever 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 inciting incident, whatever true idea fills in the backstory, is 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 going to be second. It's going to come later. They're going to get you in with characters and environment. Here's the world you're in now, and you'll figure out the rules of the world as we go, as we tell you, you know, we don't need to explain them all. Now you we'll get there. We'll get there when we get there. And I think that's where he sides on in with the sender that you're, you're dropped in into the world and you, you learn as you go, you know, yeah. you're, you're being told things as you need to know them, which again, I think why maybe you bump a little, or you did bump a little on volume two, because no one knew anything about the hard wire. You know, right. Like, it, you know, because because we were learning that obviously Tim was learning that. But again, so was Quan. So was Tesla. Like they they they, they of course, you know, how do they view the hardwire? They, they view that that robot community as terrorists. Right. Because they're out bombing things, doing whatever, trying to further their agenda. So they know nothing about them. So they are learning this information as we are learning this information versus like you don't need two characters to talk about the interworld relationships between the capital you know, the main building, the main planet and one of the outer lighting ones, because those characters live in that world. They would know that, 
You know, they don't need to talk about things that they would know. So there's a little, little hand handedness, little clunkiness of having to, to work through all that exposition. Um, however we get it, um, in volume two there. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, now that I've defended the nits that other people picked, I do have my most are like the nitpick that even as I looked back on it after loving the series, I still had this nitpick and amazingly it doesn't bother me like it used to, but uh, I always hated the character digger oh. or driller, uh, driller, wait, driller, driller, yeah. driller, driller. Yeah. Because there's a killer. Uh, there's yes. a killer. I was like, it just doesn't make any sense to me to have this robot that they couldn't bother to program in proper language. It's like, what is this that they give him like, you know, this broken English uh, because he is smart enough to speak, but not enough to just download a full language package. Like it just never makes sense to me. And that feels the tropiest. And uh, I remember when I was reading it the first time, I was like, okay, okay. As long as I don't have like a full issue where I just follow Driller for an entire issue, which sure enough, I'm pretty sure the series does do. Yes. Um, yeah. But I didn't hate him this time through. And that's like the usage of him in the first two trades anyway is good and appropriate. And I do think what you mentioned earlier about him his very black and white view of all these different shades of like, oh, these are robots and these are humans and these yeah. people are in betweeners. And yeah. he's like, don't care. Yeah. It's flesh or it's not. Yeah. Um, yeah. His lack of nuance is actually helpful from a storytelling perspective. Yeah. That there's someone there who is at the most. So even my least favorite thing level, about yeah. the story from my memory I am slowly coming around. Well, and I, I, you know, I, I driller is a character. He, he is one of the more fascinating characters and we will definitely talk about him more, uh, as we go through the series. Cause he is a character that, that gets so much more than what he is initially given here. Cause yeah, he, he's effectively comic relief despite his thing right. being driller. So he killer. felt like a character from another story yes, and a character yeah. that was like, kid friendly or whatever and i was like oh is this book like more kid friendly and then you have to watch gruesomely as they saw a man's arm off yes yeah and and it's like the, yeah oh no, this is not but, a children's yeah. series but but you are on some level the the character that driller the place in the group you know if, if we talk about if we talk about our our found family here right at least initially if we have we have tim uh we we, we have we have captain tesla and her uh was it Tullin, her like second in command. Yeah. Uh they find Dr. Kwan. Um, they go then search out and find Tim 22, Tim 21. Tim has his pet dog bandit, and then there is Driller. So we talk if we talk about that that ragtag group there, the position that Driller occupies in that group is the comic relief guy, you know? Um, for lack of a better term, like he's the fat one, he's the silly one. You know, right? Because obviously, the way he's drawn his his physique and all that, he it would be the comic relief. And there is humor in the way he refers to Bandit and to Tim and everybody else. The you know the 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 driller is a killer mantra. Like there is humor in that, as dark as some that may be. But you're right, there is. He doesn't feel like any other, not any other character. He doesn't feel like any other robot that we see right because obviously we see a ton of robots so there is a a sense of like what is this character and i i think 
I think you're kind of maybe not supposed to. Maybe you're supposed to ask those questions as to why does why is he this way? What what went on with him to make him this way? And I think you will see that you know get to, to foreshadow a little going forward um, throughout the series. You will get you'll get more and more Driller, um, and, and that character becomes so much more um, full. I was going to say fleshed out, but. I don't want to offend no. Driller yeah, be by doing that. The worst um, thing you could say about him. Yeah, but that becomes the, a much fuller character, and then thus, then you can look back on these opening, opening issues, opening stories with him, and 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 get much, uh, just a, a a a full, complete idea of of who and what Driller is. So, but yeah, there is. I can see there's a there's a jarring aspect to him now. Just you're like, wait, what 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 story are you in? Are you in the story with everybody else? There, there is a he feels a little fish out of water. Yeah, uh, but it also helps set an expectation for the balance and the tension and like this isn't. Oh, yeah. Good point. So yeah. self-serious of a story yeah. mm-hmm. that because I think one of the hard things is when you're reading comics and you're running sci fi, you have to weed out the wrong kind of sci fi reader pretty quickly. You also have to find your audience. You're like. This is for someone who well, yeah, you gotta I, set your I give yeah. this to people, even though it's it's not comedy in the same way. But, you know, thinking back to 2016, 2017, when I was giving this to people, the comp and this is very loose, was that if people liked Guardians of the Galaxy, I would let them read Descender, not because of the raunchy comedy of Guardians of the Galaxy, but because this has the same relationship to sci fi as a genre. That Guardians does. It's kind of like, yeah, we jump through wormholes, we travel, we, you know, it's found family. It's a lot of the, a lot of the similarities, but, uh, like Guardians of the Galaxy is like, yeah, there's these wars between these planets and stuff, but you know, don't really worry about that. This is about our found family. Um, so it was very loose and very sloppy, and it may have resulted in people not liking it because of the comp I made. The, the, I'm torn because the more I think about it, the more, I think that's a actually pretty decent comp, but take away um, the comedy from Guardians, which yeah. is the defining attribute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. so it's well, like, well, it's, it's I a different can see kind where I've comedy. created a stumbling yeah. block for people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but, but at I'm the same like, time, I could okay, see yeah. a James Gunn coming in and doing Descender. Yeah, right? yeah. He could so, totally do that. Just taking it back ten minutes here, Drax is Driller. Yes. Drax like is driller. That's yep. that that's said when I talked about the 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 space that driller occupies in the group, the position he occupies is that comic relief side there. Just it's, it's a different kind of comedy. Um but no the, the more I think about it, the more I I I I'm finding less and less holes in, in your guardians comp there. Um I actually think that's pretty good. It's just um, not comedy forward. And no, no, Guardians no. It's is not, comedy it's not, forward. It's not. It's not. It's, it's not. leading comedy. Um, but there are there are aspects to it that you're 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 right. I think you're. Well, I think and what, I, what I also there, think of the Andy Star Lord comparison, right? Oh it's yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Traumatic childhood, abandoned. Yeah. yeah. Now you're kind of a scrapper, questionably moral dude, yeah. but it doesn't yeah. take much to bring you back to your moral center. Exactly. Yeah, because we obviously we see Andy um, when we meet up with him. He basically dooms an entire colony of people. By taking their robots who are just really trying to rough. keep people alive, yeah, yeah they, 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 that's a that's a tough look, tough look. Um, I, I th- there's a great bit there though, the way that's paneled, where where the robots pleading for their lives, and it's basically like you know they're 
UGC hasn't sent supplies. We're the only thing keeping it alive. You know, like there are children here. And we, that that's a close-up of like Andy's eyes, who we don't know is Andy yet, of course. Right. He He's a scrapper. He's got a mask on. We just see his eyes, but it's a close-up there. And it just has the, the, the robot saying, you know, like there are children here. And then page turn. Half page splash. He's walking away from the colony, and he's dragging the six. He's yeah. dragging the six robots with the <laughs> and it's like, dude, like that's hardcore. But you're oh, right. Well, this time, really... knowing you know, on no, a reread, course. you yeah, know that's course, Andy, yeah. and you're like, yeah, yeah. oh, I wish yeah. this weren't the intro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, I'm like, because I remember liking this guy, especially well, but, after reading Ascender. But we see what happens there, though. As soon as he finds out about Tim. He goes after it and he refers to it. You know, he refers to Tim as his brother. I, you know, this is, you know, as my companion, I, you know, and there's no sense yet in his eyes that he wants to go and destroy Tim, you know? Like, oh, yeah. He, no, he's so, yeah. he's a completely so, different person. Yeah. yeah. So, no, uh, I think there, 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 no, there's a comp there with Star Lord. The, that there's a not a great guy, but a, there's a, there's a, there's a heart there. You know, I think there, there are more comparisons. I think, I think the, the, the longer I workshop that, the more I can get on board with you there. So I don't I don't think that's again, yeah, but it's like you wouldn't watch the first Guardians movie and read the first two issues of this and be like, oh, it's basically the same thing. That, it's that's like, fair. That's it's fair. a very wide angle lens where yes. you have to view it and yeah. uh squint a little bit. Uh let's talk about that Tim Andy relationship sure. because I think it was handled so perfectly in issue two. Um issue two, you're moving yeah. Tim out of his house. He's exploring. He's woken up. It's 10 years later. Mm -hmm. But every other page you've got them yes. side by side yep. is the monochromatic flashback. Uh, and by the way, if Tim What's doesn't that? look enough like Adam, you have Trinket Tocket, who <laughs> definitely yeah. look, or looks like Astro Boy. Yeah. yeah. Um, so there's that uh, nugget there for you. But well, I found that upload in progress being an incredibly effective way to just mm -hmm. literally download story to your brain, you know, here's here's the backdrop for you in the in the under the guise of him uploading and syncing with the database yeah. Yeah. and recovering time. Yeah, just no, I, I think that issue com um, paired with issue eight, which is the same setup, but the story is told from Andy's point of view. You know, yes, the idea. So we get so we get Tim. Tim's waking up his creation, learning about what he is and, and what his role is going to be and his first meeting with Andy. And then we see that um, then in issue eight, we get Andy's backstory of him and his mother and the kind of kid Andy was. And then we see that same meeting again when, when Tim shows up and we see it now from Andy's perspective all the way through the moment where their, their mining colony um, kind of went away you know, the, the day the harvesters came up, but, but those two, those two issues mirroring each other, uh, again, with the, the monochromatic flashback scenes, every other page, um, there's something really beautiful about that. And, and of course we, at this point now we have, we have just met Andy and we know that like, oh, this is what this dude is again, also super archetypal, right? Yeah. You know, the, the, oh, he's this, when we see him, we met him, we mean, we only know him through Tim's eyes. When he's this sweet boy who's his friend and his brother. And then we jump ahead 10 years and he's just like this grizzled, like com apparently completely heartless scrapper, you know? And that's right. so the next time the audience sees him. And so there's a there's an immediate and obvious disconnect that creates conflict, um, which is, you know, it's a well-worn story path there. But I think it's effective 
jumping back here as we see the person that Andy is uh, versus not only how he grew up, but what his relationship, the way he views Tim. I think that's that was important here because we understand how Tim views Andy and Andy's mom as his brother and, and his mother. You know, we understand right. from the robot's perspective what how he views the people he was with. But here we fully get Andy's perspective on how he sees Tim and the way that he sees Tim is probably different than the way that anyone else received Tim or their Tim line of robots. You know, the way that he felt really, truly felt that that Tim was his brother. He was part of the family. It wasn't just there for companionship to be a friend like this was actually his brother. There's something genuine there that comes from maybe some of that childlike wonder, the isolation that Andy felt as a kid, or whatever it was, there was something real and genuine there. So it wasn't just a one-way street the way that the robot interpreted the interaction, but that we see now that right. it, it no, was it truly- authentic. It, yeah. Exactly. It, it, it was, it was two-way. It was real. Um, and I think that that's an important, important bit there for Andy's history, which then informs all the things he does afterwards in terms of like, I'm going to do everything I can to track down Tim in, including like, you know, he, he, as he mentions, like, what, what do you say? Like, uh, uh, um, he finds bandit right in the fighting pit. Right. And he's like, Oh, I can, I can use bandit to find, to, to find Andy. They're connected there. And then the guy he's with is like, well, so why do we take the robot of the other guy? It was basically like, well, I can't kill the UGC officer. And if I didn't take driller, like, like bandit wouldn't go anywhere. So it's like, I'll, I'll do whatever it takes. I'll, I'll take other people here. I'll go see my ex-wife. Um, right. The person I don't want to see, who doesn't want to see me because I'm going to take all these steps because I have to find Tim. And at this point, he has no, he, he doesn't care what Tim's potential use is to the UGC, right? The idea of this codex and relationship to the harvesters or any connection he might have had to what I'm sure Andy considers the worst day of his life. You know, right. He, he just wants to find his brother. He wants to find Tim. That's all that matters. Yeah. Um, and I, again, I'm, I'm done pushing the guardians comparison, but I do want to talk about our emotionally calloused blue slash green skinned yeah. female. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> who, yeah. uh, badass. Who, yeah. Who yeah. is loyal, right. A good fighter, yeah. uh, who is the daughter of a powerful galactic leader seeking mm -hmm. a deterrent weapon. Yeah. Uh, again, no comparison. No, no, no. To Nebula or Gamora, but, she, you know, uh, she. Well, well, I mean, probably Gamora, Effie, aka the Queen Between, maybe a little more Nebula. Right. I think the that's. Idea. Oh, yeah, I was yeah. thinking the other way. Well, in, well, in appearance, no, yes. In appearance, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. In the yeah. In the Gamora is the love interest, and and yeah. uh, Nebula is the yeah, yeah. Uh, the Stone Cold Killer. But anyway, I think she in these two volumes. Uh, Who, Tesla, Telsa, Telsa, yeah, Tesla, Telsa, Telsa yeah. Uh, whatever. Yeah. Telsa. Um, is the worst tropey of tropes. Uh, yeah, I think there's more yeah, to yeah. come and there's yeah. more under the surface, and you know that and she's the just, most basic right now. Yes, right. You don't get any real glimpses of it. You're just kind of taking for granted because of tropes. Yeah, that there's going to be more to this character in the end, yeah. but uh, just kind of like unbearably rigid and everyone around her even knows like this there's something underneath stop being well, this way I, I, and what what i appreciated was from the tropey aspect i appreciated that kwan clocked it immediately yes and he's like why are you here why they send you what's up with that 
Right. And she deflects. And then, of course, when then we find out, oh, yeah, she's the daughter of the the head general of the UGC, you yeah. know. Don't and, call and, him Thanos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but the idea that that isn't just – they didn't drop that out of nowhere. That at least someone – you're right. The characters in the story can recognize that, like, she's pushing a little too hard, right? She's holding on a little too tight, right? Why is she – why is it so, so important? Um, but I, I do think I agree with the idea that – the reader is left to fill in some gaps there because yes, we see the rigidity and the militaristic aspect of it, but we also see that there is a loyalty and a protection, you know, she doesn't want Tim walking around this place on his, on his own, you know? Right. Well, and, and, after and, the and big why is that? Yeah. Well, yeah. Of Dr. Kwan. She's, yeah. she, the most we get of her backstory is she does the comparison of like, I had to work twice as hard because my dad didn't want me here. Yeah, yeah. And meanwhile, you stumble onto something, steal yeah. it, yeah. doom the galaxy, yeah. and are a celebrity. Like yeah. this is completely unfair. We are the complete opposite. Oh, people. And, and we get the idea that 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 we I guess we see that flashback. Her her mother was killed by the harvester. So so specifically there, which probably then is resentment also from the father. All, all the, there there are a lot of daddy daughter issues there. Um, you know that always come in almost are always at play when we're talking about a, a father daughter relationship within a militaristic structure. Again, all very tropish, but the, again, the, the fact that it's within story, but we're starting to see that now that she's here, there is, and again, Quan teases her about that as well. You know, the, that, 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 that maybe she has some idea of wanting to protect Tim, you know, not because he's an asset to the UGC, but because she's just got a bad vibe about the place they're at and thinks he might be in trouble, you know? Yeah. So, so that you have Quan who is ostensibly again, not a great character kind of a jerk. Um, but yet he is able to read, he, he does have the ability to, to read and sense and Hey, there's something else going on with you. Um, you're, you're right though. We just don't, we just don't get that yet with, uh, with Telsa, you know, yeah. it's just, it, it's all set up for her. Um, her character journey is only, I mean, really barely beginning in these first two issues. Um, I guess you, you can only do so much um, when you start the story out there. But yeah, I, I agree. it's not a criticism of of Lemire and Wynn. It's just like that's just where we are with her. You know, she's not the because main character of, because of where we, where we arbitrarily decided to stop. Yeah, she she is the least served in terms of um, full depth character of our main group. Um, yeah. And actually, so to far. me, the most interesting stopping at volume two is Dr. Kwan. Yeah. Uh, I yeah. want to know why he's still on board for an adventure. He's made yeah. his dark confession now yeah. and his whole reputation can crumble. But I think he has such a morbid curiosity about where this will go. What's in Tim 21's head. Uh, you know, can we summon this harvesters back? Even if they destroy us all, I think he's academically curious about it. And I think this is what's important about his backstory is that, yes, he plagiarized the work. Yes, he took it from this ancient robot there. But he was already on the path to study this stuff. So this was actually something right. he was already doing. He just he cut just, in line. Exactly. Yeah. So I think in terms of his backstory, and he he tried to say that too. This is This was kind of like the Jurassic Park argument of like, yeah, okay, I, I took the debt, whatever, fine. But I still did a whole bunch of stuff on my own, right? Like someone, like not everyone could have 
gotten the same end that I got to. So he's hundred percent. And he's right. He's right. There's, yeah. pro- yeah, there's probably truth there. So the, not I, everyone there, could yeah. have found an ancient robot is, yeah. and built a Tim series. Yes. There is something there about, about his desire to stick around. Um, there also is a question why anyone else wants to keep him around because it's clear as soon as he's in trouble, he'll, he'll, he'll he throws anybody oh, yeah. off the Negotiate bus. Negotiate only for himself. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. bro, there's two of you. <laughs> yeah, <no>. And <laughs> she's your ride home. I know. Yeah. That, that, yeah. Mean, it, my guy. Ride home. And also, clearly, the more capable of the two. So oh, maybe, yeah. maybe stick with her. Yeah. No. So there is a question of, of you know, his value, though, is because despite his him revealing the source of his uh, technology breakthroughs, he still knows it better than anybody else, you know? So there right. is still something there. He is still the one that could repair and revive Tim, you know? So there is a level of expertise there. Even if he doesn't know the origin, it can't speak to that. He, he is still the expert. So he's not a fraud in the way I think he's in that moment when he confesses, I don't think he's a level of fraud that that maybe he thinks he is in that moment. There is a level of of deception there, but you know he's still he's still a useful and worthwhile person to have around. Um, s- someone you want on, someone you want on your side. You know, he's so, a useful mind, but not yes. a helpful character. Yeah, <laughs> that that's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah, yeah. Because so it's it, like I need the stuff inside you, but if there's any way to get it other than having you around. Yeah, if you just not everyone talk, everyone would do that. Yeah, if if you could just not talk, um, what, uh, unless we need you for something, something specific, um, but yeah, no, I I think we see the most out of Quan, we get the most backstory with him, and I think that makes sense because of his relationship to not only, um, as we find out the harvesters and and robotics in general, but not, you know specifically Tim, you know, again, it comes down to everyone in Tim. Tim 21, everyone in Tim's orbit and the way they interact with him uh, and the way he interacts with them. That's the heart of the story. That's what it, that's what it's about. We talk about found family, a ragtag team of people. Um, it's everyone who comes into contact with Tim, be it, you know, um, be it f- a human, be it, be it driller, be it bandit, you know, whatever it is. Um, everyone, everyone is affected in some way by Tim. And, and, and I think that's, uh, you know, we're, we're starting to see that in, 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 in Telsa and we, we, we've already seen it now in Quan and we, we see it actually more in Quan's backstory, um, in, 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 which I guess was really Tim's backstory, um, as you know, he initially considers Quan as his father, a creator or whatnot, you know? So the setup there is good for these characters. There, there, there's, there's stuff there to go. Um, and I, I look forward to, to getting more into it because, Telsa is an interesting character. We just haven't gotten, she hasn't gotten enough to do yet. You know, she's, her main role is to stand around and be mean and yell at people. So. Right. Yeah. Um, she's, she's mean and she's callous and I respect that. Yes. Yeah. People said the same about me, but. uh, But that's, again, that's just the wall you put up because you need that as a starting point because then it's easy to, to show growth by having that wall come down, you know? Now you have emotion. Now you have now you have connection and empathy, um, and that's that's just that's like automatic character growth. Therefore, yeah, not 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 you. I'm I'm talking about Telsa. No, yeah, yeah. no, I I would never grow as a character. Um, I've got I've got decades of data. <laughs> back that it's a, up. It's a lot of scar tissue. Um, 
So, uh, well, those are actually all my notes. Uh, you know, I feel like we hit the world building an appropriate amount, which is to say not yeah. much. It's like, yeah. yeah, here's some planets. Here's a UGC. Here's the terrorist yeah. cell. Um, and, and the one thing I think I, I maybe pointed out before we started recording, which was that I like that it's not Star Wars. Um, cause in star Wars, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There are two factions, good guys and bad guys. Yes. Yeah. And, um, I'm like for being this infinite galaxy with, you know, hundreds and thousands of planets and all this other stuff for everyone to boil down into black and white, good and bad, which I know newer star Wars content is starting to break down those mm-hmm. barriers a little bit. Um, but OG Star Wars is OG Lucas's vision for Star Wars was well, yeah, very is, dualistic. Yeah, um, Luke is wearing white. Leia is wearing white. Vader's wearing black. Han Solo is wearing white and black. What does that mean? Right, and you're in yeah. the Empire. Yes, or you're in yeah. the Rebellion, and those yeah, are yeah, the two yeah, factions. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, I, I have one I, last thing. If if you're if, if you oh, want to yeah, wrap yeah, up, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, My last thing here is um. It, it, it is is talking about a little bit of the the, the craft, which we you know, depending on the story, sometimes we 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 touch on, sometimes we don't. But I think this is a story where I really want to highlight the work of Steve Wands because lettering oh. does a lot of work, whether you're paying attention to it or not. Um, and I'm not just talking about the various fonts. So whether you're human or robot, um, what kind of robot? The various fonts they use, some, you know, we can quibble on some of the the ones that are easier or harder to read, um, depending on on how your eye is or, or or how big your the page you're reading is on. Um, that's a different story there. But the fact that they use so many different fonts to depict different species of robots and humanoids or whatnot. But beyond that, I think a real subtle thing that I don't know how many people recognize, um, the word balloons are different. Um, humans all speak in circular and, and, and rounded word balloons. All the robots speak in square or rectangular ish rounded like, rectangle. Yeah. Yes. Well, well, like Tim speaks in a rectangle. Some of the other robots you see like, uh, with the hardwire speak in like rounded rectangle. Um, but so what that does is you get this, but you combine that with the fact that when Tim speaks, he has the same font as humans do. So right. visually, the lettering is the same for his his speech as a robot versus the other robots we see that that maybe look more like robots per se, like Driller, you know, like right. um, some of the robots we see at at the Hardwire Group, um, you know, like 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 the 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 one main the one main robot leader that Quan kind of needles is like, what kind of robot are you? Are you a maybe a culinary robot, a kitchen robot kind of thing? And he right. dismisses like, you know, what, what I did before is no big deal. But, you know, but that robot there who looks more like a robot, his text is different. And yet his speech is kind of that rounded rectangle. So even the shape there gives it away on both um, the speech bubble size, the, 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 the shape of that and the lettering. So, you know, this is a non-humanoid that's speaking, you know, like e- e- even right. in your mind, you read it differently, but Tim gets that mixed use and both Tim's do, you know, Tim 22 is the same way where the voice is meant to be human. Cause the lettering is the same, but yet he gets the rectangular boxes, not the right. circular. And ones. it's also how characters perceive them, right? Because yes. it's yes. every time you hear a Tim talk, yeah. there's something familiar and something different, whether you're yeah. human or a robot. Yeah, I, exactly. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's that subtle thing of like, uh, if you weren't really paying attention, it sounds like a human, right? 
but there's a little subtle difference that says it's still robotic versus when you talk to driller you're like that's a robot you know there's no question there that's that's full robot um so yeah there whether you're getting that and 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 sometimes early on they use and maybe they did it with some of the news briefings you know the way maybe the 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 voiceover or the text box maybe it's colored differently to show different different robot types um you know i think um what's um i don't have his, I don't have his name written down um but uh tell us a second in command the tullin tullin oh yeah no his name didn't register for me yeah yeah i think he, that's right though yeah, but but so you know he he gets stuck with Driller and Bandit in the fighting pits. When you see him speak, because of his race, his species, you know there's a waviness around his his text. I think that's kind of the the nisher like that as well. Um, the whatever whatever species is the precog species, you right. know the way that their 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 thoughts, their speech is portrayed is a way that you typically, you know, if you see that kind of telepathic talk the way it's like double lined and things like that little wavy and so there are, there are so many ways that characters communicate in this story and it, it really all falls on the letterer there and i think uh steve wants has a, has, <laughs> has a, a a workout in this book he, he has uh, so much to do and i think it's abundantly clear and even if so even if you didn't clock something like the shape of the word balloons being different because it's pretty obvious to see when the text is different, especially when it goes to some of the robot right. text and it's, <clears> it's your not in the color background and things exactly, like that. Yeah. That are it's, obvious. it's, it's, it's gone full bold that the, the type width is different. Um, it's super, super, super um, uh, obvious. If you didn't clock something like the, the, the shape and size of the, of the actual text balloons themselves, whether they're circular or rectangular, um, those things are, are subconscious, you know, they, you when you see them over and over again you may they may not jump out at you but putting that work in um and and being that focused on 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 that kind of detail um it matters and it sets a book apart um and and you you register that subliminally whether or not you 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 know it consciously and that that there is something a little different about tim and that the robot speech is always going to be different you know when you're reading who's speaking is it a human is it a robot you know you know if it's a tim a tim version of robot versus uh uh again an, an older version a more robotic version of a robot you know something like that all these things are 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 subconscious and subliminal that um it shows the the care and effort that that they put into the story that they went out of their way to to make all of these different for the reader to differentiate to, to to both help the reader again, whether it's explicitly or 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 implicitly, whether or not you pick it up, it's there on the page, and and your mind is going to register that one way or another. Yeah, no, that that's a brilliant call out, and I was picking up on it on a subliminal level, but yeah, now that it's been made explicit, it's yeah. totally going to change how I read volumes three and four. It's one um, of those things now. If I you know now that I've said it, it's all you can see, um, you know now. Now you will probably continue reading it and being like, oh, right now, now, now you can't unsee it. You know, you'll be seeing who, who speaks in a square, who speaks in a circle, things like that. Well, um, now I feel like why wasn't there a, an Eisner lettering for, for ones in this series? I know. Yeah. I, I well, I, I'd have to double check and see if he was ever, if he was nominated for, for this or not. Um, you I know, would letter- love to know what beat this though. It's like, well, well in let- just in the 11 that, issues that we read, 
I feel like, yeah, I don't give it to him every year, but give him one because the storytelling through lettering that yeah. he did here it, it, uh, through it, it, bubble he, shapes. He does a lot of work. And 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 I, I have to think this is something that they they maybe worked on as, as part of a full team of like, how do we how do we differentiate these things? You know, um, yeah, I suspect so. Yeah. But I I think in light of this revelation, I understand why Lemire does not shop letterers letterers. Yeah. He doesn't, you know, and like everything is Steve wants because whatever Jeff had in mind, this had to be it or better. I would imagine. I would imagine. I would imagine. Yeah. Um and, and you know, and it's really curious that Steve is the only one who gets let in on Lemire's solo ventures. You know, well, it's I, like I, well, because I mean he, he needs when a letter. He's writing and right. Right. But when he's writing and drawing, he's like, I don't mess around. I go to Steve Wands for my letters. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's well, because there, the guy can just deliver. Trust there. Yeah. yeah. There, there, there's clearly a trust in terms of um, something about something about Lemire's voice when he writes, whether it's him just writing or writing and drawing. There's something in in the way he does story and dialogue that clearly he understands that um, Steve Wands just gets. And, and, and is the person he wants portraying that um, on page, uh, which again I don't think we think about letterers in that way. We we think about oh this guy wants to work with an artist uh, over and over again because they're they're comfortable, you know they 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 talk about story together and they're on the same page literally, and that they can execute a vision together. We don't think about letters that way, um, but I, I I think I think it's it speaks to what that relationship can be of when, when you work with a guy over and over again, that he reads your scripts and can just know, okay, this is what he's going to need on the page. This is how it's going to look. This is how it's going to translate when there's art on the page, whether Lemire is drawing it himself or it's one of his collaborators, you know, he just knows how the, the rhythm is going to go of the dialogue, you know? Yeah. I think he's, he's just, he's that comfortable with it. And I think, I think that's really cool to see, uh, a partnership like that, which is unexpected versus, you know, again, writer artist combos happen all the time. So, right. I mean, to me, it feels like uh, just because we've gone an hour without making a West Wing reference, it feels like the Sorkin Tommy Schlamy relationship where, you know, Sorkin frequently says in interviews, like people always credit me with the walk and talk, but I just write scripts. I've never had anything to do with the walking. That's all Tommy reading the words on the page and saying, let me show you how this can come to life. And yeah, yeah. You know, the long takes and things like that. It's like he didn't alter the speech or the language or, you know, the content of what's being said, but he delivers it in such a way that you now can't picture Sorkin words coming out any other way. So even when other directors have taken on Sorkin stuff now, they're like walking and talking and cutting through in they're doing long takes uh, because like one person, one fellow creative came along and interpreted their work in such a way that the the you know, the original creator now writes with that in mind. And yeah, well, uh, it's, it's definitely, unbelievable. Yeah. So yeah, no, with no doubt, no doubt, no doubt. So no, I think that's something to keep in mind, keep keep to, to watch out for. And it, lettering isn't one of those things I don't think you're you're supposed to pay attention to. You're supposed to read it and it's supposed to be seamless. Um, that that is kind of the job of a letterer is to to do the work and and get the story out there and, and get the literally get the words on the page. 
Um, but I, I think when 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 it's something like this, when when there are so many varied varied instances that are story relevant, like we're not just doing different fonts for right. the hell of it. We're not doing it just because we can. Um, there are insights into characters, and it changes how you read and relate to the various characters depending on what their what their what their letters what the font is for for their words it changes how you read them and how you interpret them so you know it, it all this is, is is story and character critical so when someone is putting so much work into it effort into it um the way that that wands is here i think it's it's worth noting even that does mean going forward um you're just staring at you're staring at word balloons the whole time. Yeah, no, I think I can keep processing it on about the same level, but just have a yeah. new appreciation for it as sure. I go. Sure, sure. Um, but yeah, it, it's one of those things that's very easy to miss. Yeah. And, uh, you know, just to call back to the lettering, a couple books ago we did Cognetic, mm-hmm. and there was a little bit of storytelling there with the color of the mm-hmm. letters, but it didn't actually yeah. change much about you know it didn't change the bubbles no. or anything like that no. and it was more just to show like i'm using my power right now when i speak without it it's normal but now right. when i when i'm engaged with my ability now it goes with the color that just happens to be the one that's assigned to me yeah it doesn't mean anything right else. And, and in that book i think that was a, a clever way to do it and it was helpful to the reader mm-hmm. but the reader didn't spend a lot of time thinking about it yeah Although I will say, if you are someone who's colorblind or has other accessibility issues, that book, the letters are probably pretty difficult to read, yellow text on white background. Yeah. Whereas Steve has found a way to communicate all these different things without compromising the readability of anything. They're they're different different fonts and different, yeah, widths. uh, font sizes, things like that. Yeah. Not not wholly relied on color. Right. Um, Yeah. 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 Um, So anyway. Uh, yeah, great, great call out. Um, and one that I think will pay dividends for readers moving forward. I think so. Yeah, it's 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 one of those things that uh, you, you just keep in mind that once you notice it, you don't have to call it at every time, but it'll then it'll just help you in terms of paying attention to character without having to pay attention to character. You know, you don't have to call it out every time, but it, it, if you notice it enough, it becomes ingrained and that'll help you as you move forward in terms of. Um, you know, as the world grows and expands, we get more characters in there and things like that. Um, it's one of those easy signifiers um, that that it, that once you once you know it and once you're aware of it, it sticks with you and informs how you read all these new characters that we haven't even met yet. You know, as the world gets bigger, you know how they're going to fall. You know what they're going to read like um, because you're you're already primed. You're, you're primed to be ready for it. You know, exactly. as the story yeah. as, as the story comes forward, you're 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 aware of it. It's not overpowering now, but you're just you're 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 on the right setting to to move forward to 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 allow the world to expand some more. Yeah. Yep. Um. All right. Well, if you don't have anything else, which I certainly I don't, don't want to no. cut you off after you drop a bomb like that one. No, I don't. I I uh, I, okay. I, I want to make sure we we got through everything first, and then 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 end on uh. And on the lettering bit there. So no, I'm I'm out of my notes here. So I think we're I think I'm good. Good deal. Uh, by the way, the only other thing that I wanted to make note of is that uh, this doesn't always happen with trades when they're written in single issue, but they do all have titles. Oh, that um, is true. Yeah. Yeah. Ten stars is volume mm-hmm. one. 
which actually off the top of my head, I can't remember why it's called 10 stars. Machine Moon is volume two. That's very obvious. That's that's what they call. That's what the hardware called their right. place. Yeah, they're, yeah. They're, um, there was something there. Ten stars. I think that was something in the. That's a good point. I I I actually, I, 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 I don't I, recall I, off the top. Of my, I clocked it, the names, but I didn't, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't consider them as I was reading. Um, I think it might have been something that from the backstory of of. I'm sure it was Tim's creation, maybe with Doctor Kwan, something about that. Probably yeah. probably something along those lines there. Um, but yeah, maybe something to keep thinking about going forward. Uh, with yeah. uh, with the other volumes as to how they may relate uh, to the overall story. That's a good point. As I, I wasn't thinking about that this time through. Um, yeah. So with that, read Volume 3, Singularities, Volume 4, Orbital, Orbital Mechanics, and we will see you back here next week. And those single issues, you know off the top of your head? Uh, yeah, I, I got no, no, I wrote them down because my memory isn't that good anymore. <laughs> uh, that is single issues 12 through 21. So if you have the deluxe, the, the two-part deluxe editions, that will be uh that will be spanning the end of one, the beginning of, of book two. So volumes three and four, issues twelve to twenty. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you for listening, and we will see you next week. Peace.